4: Hey hey hey! Welcome
2: back to another episode of Grinding
4: True Prime Podcast with your host Maddie Man along with Gabby Gab, and, and today's guest will be Todd Fox. That's right. But before we get into your favorite uh, podcasting tr- uh, trio, we want let you guys—I was going to say duo—well, <laughs> let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Just type in Grinding True Primes. There, you can follow our page, like our page, leave a comment on our page. And we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Also, if you want to listen to us on your podcast stream, just go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, Podby, and Zencaster. And for those faithful listeners out of the U.S., continue to listen to us on Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Podchaser. Uh, If you want to become a Patreon member and support what we do, you can can do that by um, downloading Podbean and signing up there. We had a newest member, a Patreon member, Uh, shout out to Molly Leahy for uh, your donation. We thank you so much. And before we get into it, we wanted to give a special shout out, a request shout out from Jenny Stokes. She wanted us to shout out her coolest favorite aunt, Karen Nash. So shout out to you, Karen Nash from Jenny Stokes. We appreciate the fans. And this is how you know we do because we give shout outs and we pay attention. <laughs> so, Karen Nash you a cool auntie <laughs> Listen, listen. Uh, what would you say
0: no I was just laughing
4: oh okay love that listener's discretion is advised because we do get into detailed and graphic uh, topics so listener's discretion is advised and also we want to thank you guys for supporting what we do and listening to your favorite podcast The Grinding True Crimes alright with all that being said I think I got everything right I think no, yes. show. no announcements Okay, we're now. good, we're good. Not for now. We definitely got stuff in store. And for those who are Patreon members, always remember we will uh give you guys um some merch. Uh merch is on the way. Uh we'll we'll send you a message for your address for those pretty soon. Okay, so Patreon members that have already become Patreon member, uh merch is on your way. So thank you so much. And if you want to become a merch uh Patreon member, you know what to do. All right, with all that being said.
0: Todd Fox, you have the floor, my man. Let us know what your story is, brother. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be talking about a very, very famous case that wound up just finishing up uh, just a couple years ago. Um, So this one was in the news. It was all over the place. Um, It's the story of Dylan Redwine. And this is also a listener request. So this was um, asked of us a couple months ago. And we do like, like my man said, read all the messages. And uh, if we come across a case that tickles our fancy, we will obviously uh, do it and and put it into the rotation. So Gabby's got a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. She's been doing. Maddie's been doing them, and uh, this is another listener request right here. Um, thank. You.
2: Yeah. I haven't heard that
0: name. No, you haven't heard it. Okay. You, well, you um, might. Be- I've heard that name in a song. <laughs> in a song. Red, red One <laughs> Oh, my gosh. No. Hey, I had to go there. <laughs> there yeah, I bet. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this one, I bet you, if I start telling the story, you may have heard of it, or at least, you know, it, it came across your timeline at some point. Um, But we're going to talk about a small town in Colorado. So we're going to be visiting Colorado, staying in Colorado uh, in the Americas, uh, Durango, and it's a small city in Colorado. Uh, Colorado, Eastern Colorado, uh, it was founded in the 19th century, and there's only a population of about 2,000 people to this day. And oh, uh, the if you Wikipedia it, it only has one like other big story that happened in the city. Other otherwise, it just talks about how mountainous the area is. Um, but it, the only other big incident that happened was in 1988. There was a small commercial plane leaving one of the um, Colorado. It was a Colorado uh, Airlines small plane that only held like 24 people, but it had 17 on board that night and it crashed. Uh, nine Ooh. nine people were killed, uh, but eight people survived, which is not normal for a plane crash in the mountains. No, it's not. Yeah. So uh, those lucky eight survive right there. Uh, but this case is going to take a lot of twists twist and turns, so stick, uh, bu- buckle up, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, things that you're not going to realize that uh, if you would have thought about the story right now that are going to take place later on. So uh, it's pretty Ooh. juicy. yeah. So let's talk Ooh. about the father, Mark Redwine. Uh, he was born July 31st in 1961 in Durango, California. <laughs> He was a man not easy to deal with, uh, according to his exes and spouses. Uh, this would leave him with a short-term relationships, like always. And uh, mm. temper and aggressive behavior would always clash with women. So he was one of those guys that would tell you how it is and what to wear and all that kind of stuff.
4: The tyrant.
0: Yeah. The kind of guys that Gabby likes, right? Or no? <laughs> 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 Not really, right?
4: <laughs> nah,
0: Maddie's a sweetheart. Um, <laughs> when he
2: wants to, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark would have three kids, um, and and they were all boys. Uh, Brandon was the oldest. He was uh, at the point of the story. He was already uh, married and had a wife, so he was around his early twenties and that Uh was with one woman and then uh that was his uh his second wife because his first wife he was married three times and oh wow yeah his first wife he had brandon and then his second wife um what oh no his first wife he didn't have a kid second wife he had brandon sorry and the third wife uh was elaine hatfield which um he was married in 1991 and the marriage lasted to about 2,000... I want to say 7 or 8. And, oh, uh, that's not bad. Yeah, so it lasted a decent amount of time. Um, she had two sons Ooh. with him, Corey and uh, Dylan. So at the time when all this goes down, Dylan is 13 years old, the youngest, and Corey is 16. And Corey is really close to Dylan. Corey, Corey uh, like... Almost is like a, uh, a, you know, like the whole he's a perfect big brother to Dylan, but he treats him like his son, too, because they're they're not really too close with a father at this time. Mm. Dylan was very, uh very outgoing, very funny, uh, very, very good baseball player um, and always in the social media at the time that was just starting out because uh, we're talking about this is around 2011, 2012. So you have, you know, social media just kicking in. He's doing the whole MySpace thing and, you know, checking out early YouTube videos. Good old MySpace.
2: <laughs> MySpace.
0: Old yep. Tom Tom. Yeah, everyone's best friend, Tom. Um, <laughs> he, was, he was the first white guy I knew. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he he did a lot of online gaming, too. So, so he was doing oh. that kind of stuff so um they had a really contentious um marriage towards the end where mark laid hands on elaine and because of this um there was uh you know obviously they had to do they had a divorce and then they had to go through custody battles and you had to pick and choose what holidays you know, the, to let the kids out. I've been there, done that. You know, like which which holidays do they spend Christmas with mom or they do with us, and stuff like that, right? And mm. so at this time too, there's despite the whole you know hands on thing that you know spousal abuse, he was still garn- uh what is a guaranteed fifty percent custody, and mm. she left him at the time and moved. To Colorado Springs, uh, Colorado, which is on the western side of Colorado, and it's
2: Kendaville,
0: yes, yes, Joe Kenda, Kenda yeah. And uh, so she flew over there and and uh, would get remarried and would have a you know, a stable husband at the time. The, the guy she got with was everything opposite of Mark, so mm. the kids actually liked him pretty much, and um mark was a was a uh the father the real father was a long haul trucker so despite their 50 50 custody where they had to you know take a month here or a month there and they, or you know or usually they would stay with her for about six months so that they could do schooling or most of their schooling and then he would get him but as a long haul driver his you know his um schedule changed all the time so sometimes he'd be gone for like 90 days not even home And then he then all of a sudden be like, oh, I have a month off, you know, and then he'd request the kids and she'd have to turn them over. So it was kind of uh, it was kind of tough for for them growing up.
2: That is so unstable for those kids.
0: It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because Brandon was already of age. And I guess from, you know, whatever, like he he didn't really come around Mark too much. Um, He 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 did like Corey and Dylan though. Like he was always spending time with them being the, the actual big brother. So they were kind of close, even though they were half brothers. So, mm, okay. yeah. So now we, now we're going to fast forward to 2012 where, you know, cause we were talking mainly in 2011, at least I was, I forgot to preference that. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. 2012, we're getting close to Thanksgiving. And Christmas was already dictated that Corey and Dylan would spend it with their mom. Um, mm-hmm. But Dylan, Dylan decided to <clears throat> to have, or or he didn't decide, but he was forced to go with his um with his father at this time. Now you're asking yourself at this point, well, why isn't Corey going for Thanksgiving? And The thing, the reason was Corey was going to be 17 soon and he'd already passed the the time where you can now, according to the court papers, make your decision whether you want to stay with dad or stay with mom. Like, like you had that Mm -hmm. opportunity to make that decision and he, he clearly, uh, he clearly picked mom and I'll get to why he picked mom later on. So just hold Mm. that, put a little pin in that one again okay. um, yeah there you so go he's
2: the only one that picked mom
0: well no uh cory decided to go with mom for thanksgiving whereas dylan didn't have a, a choice because he was under the age of making the decision due to the courts
5: mm-hmm. so,
0: so he had to go where his dad went you know like if his dad wanted him for that holiday he had to go mm. so even with that Knowledge. Dylan was begging his mom like, dude, I don't want to go to see dad. Please don't take, take me to dad, but it's court ordered. So she took him to the airport. He took the flight from Colorado Springs to Durango and he was picked up by his father. They were seen on surveillance camera going to the local Walmart, picking up a few things. They were seen at a video store on camera and, um, Soon as Mark got um, Dylan to his house, he, Dylan asked him, hey, can I go to my friend's house in Bayfield, which is the next city over? And right away, Mark's like, no, like you came all the way here to see me. You're hanging out with me. And then Dylan said, well, can I go in the morning? Like, I want to go, you know, kick it with him. And he's like, fine, fine, whatever. You know, I got some things to do in the morning. You can go, whatever. I don't care. So that night, Dylan is on his phone. He's texting his friend that he's going to hang out with the next day. And he's telling him, Mm -hmm. look, I can't sleep over tonight. I got to be at my stupid dad's house. And so while he's Uh texting. Huh?
2: No, I said, uh uh-oh.
0: Yeah, and uh, so then, the, so then he also is texting his uh, friend, who's a girl, who he grew up with when he did live with his father in the Bayfield area. She went to a Bayfield uh, elementary with him, and they kept uh-huh. in contact. And she's like, uh, "Hey, am I going to see you guys tomorrow?" And then she and he's like, "Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, I, I couldn't spend the night over at um, my friend's house, so I'll be over there tomorrow. We'll all hang out later on and whatever." So okay, <clears throat> so. They do their, um, you know, they're texting or whatever, and then um, he texts his mom something, and then the girl texts him something back, but he never responds. So, mm. there's no there's no uh, response from him at all. The mom wanted to check up on him before he went to bed. Nothing, right? Uh-oh. Yeah. Up, uh-oh, indeed. That's already fishy. Yep. So... His friend did text him, though, too, at late at night around midnight saying, hey, I'll text you when I uh, to wake you up at 6.30 in the morning. We'll, we'll go hang out like around 7.30, you know, because they were going to go to the lake area, hang out and have some fun, just do like normal, you know, 13, 14-year-old stuff, you know, like when you're out in the mountains and it's safe, you know, get your bikes out and mm-hmm. have a good time. <clears throat> so Mark said he got up at 5.45 in the morning and – he uh, he tried to wake up Dylan, who was asleep on the couch, and he, he tried as he's making his breakfast, and Dylan wouldn't move. And he's like, bro, you're going to be late. Are you going to get up? And then he's like, well, look, I got something to do. I can't wait around for you all day. I told you I have to take care of some lawyer stuff regarding your mom and some custody crap. He goes, I'll be in town till about 8, 830, and then I'll call you if you still need a ride, because I guess you were up too late. <clears throat> so. As he tells him that, he leaves, and uh, Mark would text Dylan four times between the hours of 8.15 in the morning and 11.30 when he got home. And the the text showed that he asked him, where are you at? Did you make it to Bayfield? Call me, bud. And then there was no response by Dylan this entire time. That's not good
2: okay wait he's just not okay that's confusing
5: mm-hmm. he's
2: the... trying to wake him up but he's not moving he's nothing and he's just talking to this person who's just
4: out well he text them.
0: no he's he he's, lost, right? he's claiming he's claiming that he tried waking him up and he didn't want to wake up like he was just asleep on the couch and then he was like uh, you know when you try to wake up a kid that's been up too late
6: he said mm-hmm.
0: that basically I'm, you know, like I'm done trying to wake this kid up. He's being a, a, a jerk teenager. I'm just going to go into town. If he needs a ride, I'll give him a ride later. And then mm-hmm. he said when he's okay. in town, he's texting him and getting no response before he comes home.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Mark would about seven hours later. So this is after 8 a.m. This is after he left. He got home around lunchtime. He wasn't there mark said he went out looking for him behind the homes because this is a mountainous area so like his home is like on this one street where there's only like four other homes and there's just a bunch of wooded area behind the house to the side um there's a canyon on the other side of the 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 hill so he's figuring well maybe they went fishing maybe they went uh you know doing kids stuff you know because it is november but it's cold you know what i mean like like it's it started to snow a bit up there already and um, not a lot, but they have snow on the ground. So it's like, you know, like, why is, you know, did, Dil- did Dylan take a jacket? Like, and so mm-hmm. he calls his mother, Elaine, in Colorado Springs seven hours later. So we're talking about almost uh, dinner time. He finally calls and says, hey, I can't find your son. That's, what he, that's what he tells her. So this is confusing.
4: What's up? So... No, I'm saying, like, he, the kid, Dylan, mm-hmm. didn't respond to anything, and then now his dad, Mark, gets home, he's gone. hmm So this is like, dang, did he wake up and walk out, or did somebody take him, or did he, did the dad take him between lunch and pretend
0: like, you know, oh, I don't know where he is? Well, that's what we gotta find out, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, so Mark gets a phone call back from Elaine. And Elaine immediately, they don't have the money to freaking fly. And so the the uh, stepfather and Corey, along with um, the mother, and also Brandon, who lives in just outside of Colorado Springs, and his wife, they all take the six-and-a-half-hour drive immediately up to Durango from Colorado Springs. So they're, they're racing mm-hmm. from the Western part of Colorado to get to Durango as quickly as possible. And while she's on the road, he said, Oh, I, I, um, I, I checked in with the marshals already and also the local, uh, sheriffs. And, uh, you know, I filed a, a missing persons report and that's all he said. So she gets a six cents about two to three hours later on the way there. And she calls, the marshal's office and they're like, What are you talking about? And mm. so she calls him back frantically, but he's not answering. So you got that, that one. Hurt at all. Nope. Doesn't at all. So what happens is um when Elaine finally gets into town, she sees that there are a lot of people buzzing around the, the town and and you know it looks like they have a search party out there and basically it had just gotten started because Mark had just filed the missing persons report an hour before they got into town. It a liar. Yep. He said, why he, would
4: he
2: tell her that unless he's hiding something?
0: Well, that could be, that could be. That's a good. So friends and family that knew Dylan or, or at least mostly friends and people that grew up with him in, in the town of Bayfield is, you know, like they're, they're looking, you got local police and fire department. Cause this is a small town, 2000 people. Everyone's out there. Um, you know, the, the sheriffs are calling in other agencies that have tracking dogs. So they're, they're coming out there and um, they go to uh, the house and they said, uh, do you have anything here that we can have the dog sniff? that would pick up the scent so we can have them track him. And they, they said, Oh, just the pillow and the blanket. And they're like, what do you mean? Just a pill and the blanket. And he's like, just the pill and the blanket. He didn't have much stuff here. So like he was primarily here. This is the last place I saw him unless they sniffed the couch, you know? And so they were like, okay, you know, why wouldn't he have more stuff if he's making frequent visits here? You know to the house like does he have yeah,
2: like he would have luggage yeah like where's
0: his clothes stuff like that and they're all like well you know he's like well he just came in with the stuff that he had on and they're all like wait a minute it's the it's the 18th of november thanksgiving's not for a few more days you know he should have packed a suitcase full of stuff there's, mm-hmm. none, there's none of that stuff there so
2: Did they ask the mom if he had luggage
0: uh, yes, and sh- and he, he did have luggage, but it was not there. It was not there. Hmm. So... Uh, yeah, very much so. So, searchers and volunteers, remember they started around 6, 7 p.m., somewhere around there. It's already 1 a.m. It's, it's bitterly cold now in Durango. So, you're talking, in, it's close to about 10 degrees at night now. And Mark had stopped pretty much in front of his house and did not venture off of his property to go in search of his own son. And around 11 p.m. that night previous to 1 a.m. of the 19th on the 18th, he was uh, seen by several people, including law enforcement, turning off all the lights in his house. And the outside, and going to bed two hours before the official stoppage of the search for the night. Are you serious? Yes. <sighs> and I
2: think we know who's responsible. <laughs> yeah,
0: the, yeah. Gabby's, uh, Gabby's radar is going off. It's going crazy right now. is uh,
2: it's stupid. It it's like make no sense. He's making it seem like the kid gro- okay here this is where it's stupid it'd be smarter if you made it seem like well his luggage is gone he must have taken off right mm-hmm. clearly he took it with him he did he kept bugging that he didn't want to be here yeah that might have like taken him off the hook more than saying oh he walked in with what he had he didn't have any luggage when he knows he's lying and then he's not giving a damn about searching correct it's like you're telling everybody you got something going on
0: Yep. pretty much. So I agree. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what they're seeing, because law enforcement would say, well, usually when someone goes missing, especially a a child or something, you know, the parents leave the lights on. Someone stays at the house. Someone stays up by the door. They even leave the door open sometimes because. You know they may be coming in hurt or whatever like that and you just never know you know you always want to keep the hope and his lights and everything else were closed the door was locked so
2: <laughs> you can't sleep when your child is missing come on
0: absolutely <clears throat> who would sleep at that point um but despite yeah, he just it, seems like oh go ahead no
4: no go ahead man no i was just gonna say he just seems like someone that really don't give a crap and as a parent I'm like I'm with Gabby and you. I would be like, you know, on 10. Yo, where's where's my son, you know?
0: Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. the scary thing about about everything. Because yeah. people were were tripping on his just nonchalant attitude. Who's that?
4: Yeah. I know he didn't I know he didn't have a good relationship with him, but still, that's still your blood.
0: Right? Oh absolutely. Absolutely. So um it's seven a.m. now the next morning. So only six hours and most of the town, most of the surrounding towns, people are getting the word out that a boy is missing and more people are coming, you know? And so even his stepfather who has no blood relation is out there combing at 7am in the bitter cold with his, with his wife, which is his mom, Elaine, and his uh, older brothers are out there looking for him along with the rest of the community. And Mark just wakes up about two hours later with a cup of coffee and sits on his bench right in front of his house. Doesn't join the search party at all. Yo, this dude pissing me off. <laughs> yep. Mark would only ask people that would pass by the front of the house about how's it going. Maybe check the rivers. he liked to fish. Mm, mm-mm. What? Yeah. It's like he's toying
4: with
2: them. Instead of being out there. Does he know where you're at? Yeah.
0: And so here's here's the other thing, though. Corey, when hearing this, the 16-year-old at the time, almost 17, said, My brother really never got into fishing. He didn't even know how to tie a lure on a fishing rod or even the bait. What's he talking about? Like, he wasn't the fishing type of guy. You know, Mark was. So... you're not seeing anything right here. There's no progress. The agonizing time continues to go by. It's now nine days later when cadaver Uh. cadaver dogs would pick up a scent right before the lake, uh, the shore of the lake, and they would find his fishing rod right there. And someone would say, this fishing rod wasn't here when when we were looking prior, you know, because we combed this entire area. So that was puzzling. But despite that, the police and local law enforcement would have divers come in and actually spend a good two or three days searching the lake. But they didn't find anything. So
2: somebody placed that there?
0: Yes. Well, we know who.
2: Well, obviously we know who, the one who kept insisting to check there.
0: So now you have... The police turning their attention to the uh, or the sheriffs or marshals, they're turning their attention to his friends and they're like, "Okay, are you sure he didn't hang out with you guys? We have text messages now because now they're getting all the phone information and they're able to see who he was talking to. So now those poor kids are getting interrogated and they're like, are you guys hiding him? Um do you guys know what happened to him was there an accident all this stuff right And so they're huh. being called into question and it kind of sucks you know Um what's that No I didn't say no Oh and so then so then while they're doing all this with the kids it comes back to Mark you know a couple of detectives are still looking at Mark like hey man are you sure you don't know anything and he's like well listen All I know is that my boy doesn't listen to anybody. He's very active and he's the type of kid that can go into the forest and survive for himself for days upon days. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he walks up right now and they look at him. like, No way. Yeah. They look at him like with what gear it's freezing cold out here, you know, and he's like, I don't know what gets into that boy. I can't control him. Never have. Oh man. Yeah. So once he's definitely the of the year. Yeah, exactly. So once he starts saying stuff like that, um, there is just an overwhelming sense by law enforcement that there's foul play and yeah. it's, above, it's above their pay grade. So I'm not going to give them the Johnson voices, you know, cause I think they're, they did a decent job, but, um, I think I think they did have one guy that had a southern accent like hey let's get those guys um the f fti you mean fbi yeah those guys so they made it called it fbi
4: <laughs> a southern country accent and freaking cold colorado <laughs> yeah
0: california oh, no well,
2: it's colorado. In colorado
0: wait it's, what they're in colorado they yeah, were in colorado Okay. Where I'm where, confused. Where are you at? Yeah, where are you? At? <laughs> I said this no, whole thing. No, it's
2: because you said they all took the drive from Colorado Springs to Durango, no. California. No,
0: Durango, I Durango. Colorado. Yeah, because uh, yeah. uh, I'm kidding. You. <laughs> no, you
4: said California. No, you oh. didn't say California. All he said was Durango, six hour drive. Where are you? At? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're Dude, all pros
2: I, this- I want to hear this. I want to hear this back. And you said California on one of those.
0: I swear Sorry. to you, I said Colorado. <laughs> I swear. But okay.
2: okay.
0: I remember you I say of <laughs> For exactly.
2: Colorado Springs, yeah. yes.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. Carry on.
0: Okay. <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> so, so what happened was now the FBI would get involved, and Mark would start telling different theories about what he thought maybe happened to his son and he started everything about going to the lawyers in the morning and he said listen because they were telling him like hey we got you at walmart on video camera we got you at a video store renting a movie you know like when people used to rent movies and um, he was like, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, like me and Dylan, we we were literally just, you know, watching a movie. We started horse playing and uh, we had a good time and a little bit of roughhousing. And he's like, what do you mean roughhousing? Like, what, what does that mean, roughhousing? He's like, you know, wrestling, you know, like you just fake pretend to beat each other up and you have a good time. And it was one of those movies that got us both excited and we we're just bonding as, you know, father and son. And he goes well with this rough housing we know accidents can happen you know d- did something happen maybe you know did he cut himself um, i mean did he actually break something you know i mean it's now's the time to say something right and uh detective mm-hmm. or fbi agent grusing um was trying to say you know did anyone get hurt you know and he's like no 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 he goes we watched the movie um you know uh, he wanted to watch something else on TV so he did I went upstairs to go to sleep and um, he fell asleep watching TV and like I said I woke up in the morning I came down made breakfast and he was tired and you know like he he didn't want to get up he's being a lazy you know teenager he was like that's why I got frustrated <laughs> <now?"> so yeah <laughs> the, the, the FBI agent was looking at him like hmm I don't know you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> so on the uh, the next day, the FBI agent comes with a special dog and um, <clears throat> he notices when he wakes him up in the morning that Mark has bloodshot eyes and Ugh. he's smelling of booze and he's crying a little bit and he's holding the pillow that he said that Dylan had before he left. And he's like, "This Ugh. this is the last thing that I have of him. And so he's like, Well, can I see that pillow? So that this special dog so All
2: of a sudden he's emotional?
0: Yes. Yes. He's like, Can I see this pillow? Because the dog needs to get its scent. And they took, you know, the dog over there to smell the pillow and it got nothing. So he's like <clears throat> can you please grab anything? I don't care if it's a, a bottle of may- or, or or a jar of mayonnaise or a soda bottle. Is there anything that he touched that this dog can pick up the scent? Like this dog has got one of the best noses in all of Colorado. And like, like we, we need to pick up Dylan's scent. So they were testing him and he put as many objects as he could remember Dylan touching for the dog. And the dog just could not pick up a scent whatsoever. Yeah. So So the he got
2: rid of everything the sun touched and he put fake crap on there.
0: Pretty much. And here's the thing, though. He said, okay, um, I'm going to take the dog outside. Your ex-wife gave me a hat when she left the house of Dylan's and we're going to mix it in with, with some more stuff and see if he could pick the scent out. So he's like, okay. So they put the hat there and the dog went, you know, they took the dog out the room so the dog couldn't see what they were doing. They brought the dog back in, and it went right for Dylan's hat. Picked up the scent. Mm. So we like, mm. oh, okay. Okay. So then uh, he's like, um, he then asked Mark, because now this is a this is a veteran, you know, FBI agent, you know, like he's really good at what he's doing, so he's like, just trying to gauge Mark's, you know, demeanor, and he's like, when you guys were roughhousing the other day, he's like, uh, did he bleed at all? You know, did? Were, are we going to find any, like, blood? Because he goes, um, I'm just letting you know. We're getting a search warrant just to make sure. And he goes, we're going to come through here and we're going to spray. And if we see anything, you know, with luminol, you know, we're, we're going to pick that up. And if we see that, you know, there's some blood that's his, you know, that doesn't look good. You know, like, so, like, if you knew of how he bled anywhere, now's the time to tell us. So um, he said, Oh, you know what? <sighs> My bad. I forgot to tell you. When Dylan came off the plane, he was com- complaining of a cold sore. And that's why we went to Walmart. He goes, And then when we were roughhousing, it like popped and he kind of like bled all over the, you know, little little blood here and there in the front room and on the couch or whatever. He goes, You'll, you'll find a few blood spots. He goes, That's about it. You know? Oh, here we go. So, um uh, he's all, I
2: think this man found his kid texting about his stupid dad and he got enraged and said, I've had enough with this custody crap and you being a pain in my ass. You just want to be with your mom. So you're not going back with her. Bam. Mm. And that's killed a, him.
0: That's an interesting theory, but I want you to hold on to that one. Keep a pin in that one too. Okay. I'm not going to tell okay. you whether you're right or whether you're not. Different. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Keep a pin <laughs> in that one. What about you, Matt?
4: Well, I'm thinking something different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll get back to uh, Undertaker's father in a minute. Um, <laughs> <to> Paul Bear. <laughs> so, so he's so the detect the detective's like, you know what? Um, all right, well, let me call <clears throat> Lane right now. And I'll, I'll ask her if she could verify your story that he had a cold sore. And then Mark's like, oh, wait a minute. Back up, back up. He goes, my bad, my bad. So when we were in the, the front room, we were roughhousing. We also were throwing around a Nerf football. And I threw it really hard, and it hit him in the lip. That's what it was. And then that's when he started to bleed. And then the agent's, oh. Like, oh. The agent's <laughs> like, wait, Nerf football? He goes, aren't those those uh, styrofoam or those real like you know, those the what are those pillows that you have you know that are really soft and contoured, the memory foam? That's that's kind of mm-hmm. what, kind of what a nerf football is, but it's very soft because mm-hmm. it's meant for like ten years old and younger. You know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, you would have had to throw that ball really hard for it to hit and hit his lip and make him bleed. And he's like, well, that's, that's what's happened. You know. And uh, He was uh,
4: Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, so yeah, he's like uh, he's like yeah, he's that's that's what happened, and you know he 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 had a little blood that came off his lip and everything. So he's like, okay, okay. He goes um, he starts like you know taking the flashlight, looking outside in the backyard and towards the hills. He's like, boy, it's a rough area out here. He goes, uh, "What kind of animals you got around here?" He's like, "Oh, he goes. We don't have any like coyotes or or wolves or nothing." He goes, "But uh, you you have an occasional bear uh, or beer. bear chase a War. a deer." And he's <laughs> like, he's like uh, the detective or the FBI agent's like, "Well, do you think a bear could have gotten your boy?" He's like, "Oh, you you know what? Uh, th- those things happen, man. Uh, we had a hunter up here a few years back, ten years ago. You know, he was mauled by a bear. You know like I wonder if that happened to Dylan. And uh he said he said that Mark Mark perked up, you know, like almost like, hey man, you gave me another idea. Like, hey, you know, it's the bears' fault, you know. Damn bears. Um We yeah, all so love it.
2: This guy is full of crap. How many times has <laughs> he changed things?
4: I bet you the detective is like,
2: <laughs> oh, oh,
3: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's playing into it. He's definitely like talking him up, right? so Mm -hmm. so elaine um would go and give an interview to one of the local reporters and she said you know what i think his father had something to do with it um you know he's he's had uh temper problems as long as i've known him and i fear that something happened to set him off and he did something to where he couldn't stop it and it just got out of hand She's like, I want my boy back. I just don't want him in a body bag. So she was giving some really heartfelt, really sad, um, what is it called, um, interviews. Um,
2: Damn, that poor woman probably regretted so bad sending him.
0: Yeah, yeah. So a couple days later, they got a search warrant. And they were able to spray the entire house full of luminol. And in five points in the front room or the living room, they found blood on a a, uh, dining table. They found a little bit of blood on the wall, on the floor, and on the love seat, and a little bit on the couch.
4: Man, that was a pretty bad cool.
0: Oh, yeah. That football was thrown really hard. Man, I'm telling you, Uncle Rico. Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing though. Here's the thing. So although they have they have yeah, they have they have some evidence pointing at Mark obviously. His current girlfriend would say that in 2011, almost a full calendar year before around Christmas because they alternate holidays, when Dylan was there, he cut his finger on some glass and was kind of parading around the front room freaking out. And she took some paper towels, wrapped his fingers up, and then proceeded to stop the wound from bleeding. So she gave an alibi about the blood in the front room. But remember, Mark said that happened with the football. But she's saying, no, 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 no. That happened a year ago. So you're telling me.
2: So she's trying to help him.
0: Correct. Oh, go ahead. You're
4: telling me. That this happened a year ago, and they haven't cleaned up that area to the point where there's still a blood stain there from over
0: a year ago. To- That's the claim, yes.
4: But she's stupid
2: because instead of helping him, she's just ruining him more because that just shows he keeps lying.
0: And here's another twist to that, and you guys are absolutely right. Now, the FBI, FBI agent does some digging and sees that. There was fire damage in his house. There was a reported fire, a kitchen fire, correct? And some smoke Mm -hmm. and some, I guess, some of the water from when they were trying to put the fire out damaged the front room hardwood floor. And six months prior to Dylan going missing, he had the entire front room replaced the hardwood. So that X'd out the girlfriend's, the current girlfriend's alibi. Mm. So
2: maybe this girlfriend got something to do with it.
0: Well, let's find out. <laughs> I don't think I don't think so.
2: <sighs>
0: it's getting kind of uh, messy, isn't it?
2: Yes.
0: So also when they were collecting the DNA and finding out that it was Dylan's blood, um they also found traces and a lot of areas of um bleach like someone was cleaning up <laughs> blood stains. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what did he say oh
2: what happened was i spilled a lot of stuff so i used bleach to clean it
0: yes there was basically that whole well cleaners have bleach in them so i had to clean it up what am i going to do just you know spray it with some water and wipe it up that's blood mm-hmm. or he probably spilled coffee
4: and he said he had to clean you know something something stupid
2: Oh, he's LCD clean freak
0: Hmm. <laughs> so, so now we're gonna go in the in the time machine back to 2011 Father's Day, where Dylan is still here with Corey. This is the last time that Corey would hang out with his father. Okay. So mm-hmm. they they drive from Colorado to Michigan because there's some sort of baseball tournament out there that they wanted to watch and participate in. And the three were actually, you know, not the greatest, but they were actually pretty good at that time, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I want to warn you guys in advance. I want to warn you guys in advance right here. Put a disclaimer that if you're a little squeamish, you might want to go away from this one because there's this one's the huge twist. <clears throat> oh. So this is just one of the twists. The f the FBI would find out. Um. And again, again, prepare yourself for something disgusting. They would find no, out through Corey, who would tell them the story of what happened when they were on that trip on Father's Day. Mm. So, when they were in the hotel um, outside of the event, Mark had taken a shower and basically gone to bed early, the father. Corey and mm-hmm. Dylan were there. Dylan decided to get into his laptop because he was just You know, Dylan was inquisitive and wanted to goof off on his father's, you know, laptop. What did Dylan find? What do you think?
4: He probably felt some like his father's video of him doing something inappropriate to, I don't know, a minor or something or animal.
0: Oh, an animal. Gabby. This guy is weird.
2: (laughs) I'm somewhere between he got child pornography or he's secretly gay talking to men.
0: No, I mean outside of the child porn, the the gay thing or you know, would, would would have been passable in this case, obviously. But what he finds is first off, pictures of his father Touching himself in female type poses, both naked oh. and dressed in like schoolgirl outfits, stockings, bra and panties. Oh, yes. Oh. And if you well, see, is he a crossdresser or is he gay? Well, if you see this guy, he's he's your mountain. He looks like a mountain guy, so he's got the whole like I'm not Barley. shaved beard, you know, burly, like dirty white uh or or like white grayish hair or almost well brown at the time and like he's Mm. he's got like the almost like a mullet you know and he's pretty hairy dude so you wouldn't picture a guy like him you know he's not feminine looking at all dressing up in female stuff now if it were that again i mean you're just uh what's the boxer um that was in the cross, Oscar de la Hoya. There you go. He's just another Oscar de la Hoya at this point. <laughs> Google that, by the way. That's that's hilarious. What? You yeah. didn't know that? No. Yeah. Yeah. Google it. Yeah. Google. Uh,
2: oh, wow.
0: Google you uh, know what it is. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> <Yes>. Oh, gosh. <laughs> just type in Oscar de la Hoya stockings.
4: <laughs> you're welcome. Well, yes. I
0: guess if you want to say you're welcome.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I had no clue. Yes.
0: Yes. Now to go a little deeper though, and I mean deep, wow. I mean deeper than this. And no shade, and we're not disrespecting cross-dressers or anything like
4: that.
0: No, no, no. Again, if he just found that, yeah, it'd be weird. It's your dad. Maybe you look at him different. That's fine. That's because that's up mm-hmm. to each additional person, whoever that is, it, how your mm-hmm. thoughts are. If there's religious beliefs in that involved in that, or you just don't like that, or it's just too weird, you know, that's fine. You know, all those are fine because of <laughs> normal reactions. But this, on the other hand, this, I think, 99.9% of people can agree is just wrong. The next set of pictures are of the father in a diaper. Not only in a diaper, what? taking a dump into the uh. diaper.
4: Ew. Uh.
0: And then also Ew. eating the diaper. Eating what's oh, in the diaper. Yep, yep, yep.
4: yep, yep. Eating <laughs> this crap?
0: He was eating his own crap. There's oh. pictures of it all over his face, in his mouth, on his hands, everything.
4: Yep. Yep. Oh Don't god. Do so disgusting. Yep. Oh, man. We yep. all take dumps. <laughs> we might even look back at the tissue after we wipe. But <laughs> there ain't nothing nothing <laughs> telling me. Yeah, this is appealing.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's gross. That is let that sink in, so right?
2: He's one of those people that look I mean look <laughs> like all that crap.
0: That, two girls
4: in a cup. <laughs> oh what? <geez>. Todd knows. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll explain <laughs> that later. We'll it explain old,
4: that. back yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's a whole
0: nother out. episode. but <laughs> That's a whole nother nastiness. Yes. So the two what happened was Dylan saw these pictures and were horrified. And he grabs his brother, Corey. Says, I would be too. Yeah, they, they lock themselves in the bathroom just in case they make too much noise. They don't want their father to wake up and see what they're looking at. Because they weren't expecting this. He just clicked on a freaking file, either pictures or whatever. It said something. And he saw all these pictures, right? And it was nothing of the father doing anything with anybody else. It's just all him. So mm. uh, He must have been sending this stuff to somebody. Some something who knows maybe there because there's there's chat rooms for that crap literally, no pun intended. But uh, but um, so moving forward, you know, Corey took pictures with his cell phone of the pictures <gasps> on the laptop. Oh, uh, and so later that year, when the two got into an argument about you know ab- about uh. You know, going back with a dad, he he was like, you know what? Because um, his father said, you know what? You're pulling this crap on me all the time. And he's like, talk about crap. What about these? And he shows them the picture. <clears throat> and Corey's like, you have no room to talk about anything about my mom, because, you know, like, I'm, you know, you want to talk about not wanting to deal with your crap. And he's like, I'm never coming back here anymore. So Corey made up his mind right then and there. Mm,
2: I would have too. Why didn't he show that to the court? Yeah. Yeah. If his brother didn't want to be there.
0: Well, that, that that was brought up to the FBI agent afterwards because... Now that, you know, they're focusing on everyone, you know, they're drawing straws. They can't find, you know, there's stuff there, but they're looking for more evidence. And it just dawned on Corey that maybe that's that has something to do with it. So he also remembers an incident three months prior when Dylan was over there again. And Dylan had started blowing up his phone one night and Corey's like, what's going on? He's like, man, you won't believe it. I'm so sick and tired of it dad won't shut up about mom and, and the new father. And here's, he's saying how they're terrible role models and I'm not growing up right. I should be living with him. And he, he goes, send me the poop pictures. He goes, I want to show him. And he's like, no, 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 man. Like, like you don't want that. He's like, no, no, no. He needs to know that I'll show him what a real role model looks like. A, you know, a real bad role model looks like. So he was like, send me the poop pics. And, uh, that's that was that was what uh you know he wanted to do it but corey's like it's going to start too much trouble and uh he's like he doesn't even know that you know about it and he goes he just thinks that i know about it and then um that was the last time they talked about it so he's like mo well, maybe that that had happened now here's what i want to play you some audio right this is mm-hmm. the t- this is a time period that dylan's missing And so it's about like a good eight nine minutes but you guys want to break in tell me they go on the dr phil show about two weeks after he's gone missing and they're plastering the number up there on the screen and they're trying to tell their stories and the first clip is with Corey talking which is the brother and then the mom and Mm -hmm. uh, father and then you're gonna hear uh, my imitation of uh, well not my imitation but the real dr phil so here we go (laughs) <laughs> i think mark has something to do with it i think he's either got him
6: heading out or you know done something and disposed i i think i strongly think that he's involved why he hasn't done a single thing since dylan has been gone
5: why do you say that what has he not done
6: um he hasn't been to any of the benefits he wasn't there for dylan's birthday vigil he hasn't um helped at all with the fine missing dylan red wine fund um
5: that's
1: offensive to you. Very, very. Um, Dr. Phil, I'd like to make a comment about the fundraiser.
0: Thing. Right there, that's Mark. That's the father. So you hear him right here. Okay. Right here. Mark, Mark has Whoops.
1: something. I have several people in the community in which I live that are reaching out to me on a daily basis and volunteering their time to have some involvement with a fundraiser. But somebody from this side of the room, Called her and told her that they didn't want her to have any involvement in anything that had anything to do with raising money, and didn't want me involved in any of that.
3: You're wrong, and you know you're wrong. That, if you
0: that's the mother
3: want to raise money for Dylan's fund and for the reward, then do it. Why does it have to be everybody else's responsibility? It's not
6: why everybody we else's responsibility. It we, why can't you go all do I something on asking, your own? Why do you got to have us, all? our
5: approval? You say he has clear motivation. What do you mean, Dylan? Didn't really look up to Mark. They had a relationship,
6: but it was never what Dylan had wanted. It was always what Mark had wanted, which was always to be on the road.
5: Never there. Why do you call your father Mark instead of dad? Because he's not a
6: father to me. A father is someone who cares for their kids and, you know, would do anything for them. Be a I role believe, model someone i to believe
1: up that to. you're being very disrespectful and i believe that everything that's coming out of your mouth is perpetuated by i your have mother. my
6: own mouth i can say then my own it. words i am at you i don't like you i hate you and you have been nothing of a father since the last t- 10 years
1: In dylan's birthday he's
6: not here to celebrate it with us where were you you sure? I is. was
1: making every effort I possibly could because I was in Texas working for the company that I work for, trying to get into Bayfield. And you're the only one night.
6: working. I'm not working and doing that stuff too.
0: See? What do you guys think about that first clip?
4: <sighs> I can
0: feel the hate. And what's the other That's son's name? That's
4: Corey, next? right? Corey? That's Corey, yeah. Bruh, I felt it. Mark doesn't seem remorse or saddened at all he seems more victimized by them
0: yeah and you know, so you, and you'll hear that in this next clip because there's about in two minute increments so here's the next one okay. Okay.
5: missing and y'all trade text messages what's up with that
3: well that's how he let me know that dylan was missing and what did you text. do
5: when you got that text
3: i tried to call him directly thereafter and then um i texted him back
5: and you you didn't talk on the phone? No. He is
3: not, he, he's been very evasive. He um, spoke with our older son um, for right, right after it happened. Did
5: you stay after him until you talked to him?
3: No, I didn't. I mean, I texted him, um, but I didn't continuously call him. And then after texting, he blocked me from his phone, so I can't even text him anymore.
5: So your son uh, has been missing for three months, yes. and his mother and father have not talked?
3: Right. And i've asked him that is uns- beyond
5: bizarre to me i'm sorry that is just i i don't care if you two had beat each other to a pulp called each other everything but decent it wouldn't matter to me if my son was missing all bets are off all picadillos are gone i can't imagine the two of you wouldn't that's
3: wouldn't why i'm talk. here dr phil because i need a forum to be able to speak with him oh, I've, I've asked on many occasions to um, meet with him, with with a mediator, without a mediator. I don't think we need a mediator because I have no issues with my ex-husband. I just want to find my son.
5: So he went to visit, this was a scheduled visitation with his father Yes. and he's gonna be there for Thanksgiving? Yes. He arrives and you said he was not happy about being there because it was so isolated.
3: And, and his dad didn't really do stuff with him. So okay, they well, just... You didn't
5: say that. You said that you got a message from him that says, I have arrived yes. and he gave you an unhappy face. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and you said, because it was so isolated. You didn't say because he didn't like his dad, because he didn't do anything with him. You said because it was so isolated out there.
3: It was isolated, yes. <laughs> and there was not a lot for Dylan to do. Y-
5: your son like a lot of 14-year-olds, was a real techie type, right? Yes. I mean, they live on these smartphones, and they text a lot.
3: He did text all, all the time.
5: Right. And at 9.30 that night, all texting stopped. Yes. Is that unusual?
3: Absolutely. Especially when he's up there.
5: Because he's a text animal. He, he, yes. That was his lifeline to the world. He, exactly he was texting so right up till 9 30 he's yeah. texting and then just zip zero so he could have gone to sleep right
3: 9 30 seems a little early for dylan but okay um
5: what time would he usually go to sleep
3: probably about 11 midnight somewhere
5: okay there. so 9 30 would be early
3: 9 30 would be early and it's definitely early for him to stop texting especially when he, he was so excited to see his friends
4: so what do you guys i think? agree i agree for someone that shows they don't want to be in this place i don't you know they're pissed off that they've been there for you to instantly stop texting and engaging into someone that may give you comfort because you're in an uncomfortable place is very bizarre
2: yeah i agree i don't think he was trying to wake him up in the morning i think he was already dead
0: well, let's play on because those are, those are very good theories. She
1: has never picked up the phone and tried to call me personally at any point. Mm-hmm.
5: Is that is true or false?
3: Like it? It's false. But it's par because you always, always.
0: Now, keep in mind, they're face to face right here. So she's. Yeah, she's, that's kind of bizarre, too. Yeah, she's suspecting him. She's trying to keep her emotions down. You can see she's crying, she's turning red. And he's staying like very nonchalant and this is the only time that they've been face to face at this point their son's been missing three months Mm. why
3: you know i i don't even think you know the truth about anything
1: and 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 the point is that you know the truth
3: i know that i don't have dylan where is dylan i don't have Dylan. you know where dylan is mark you were the last (laughs) one to see him you, you were the last one to have any contact with him. He was on your watch. Where is the responsibility? When do you sit back and say, I lost Dylan?
1: I didn't lose Dylan, Elaine.
3: How, then why is he gone?
1: Well, that you know, that's a question we all have to ask, but nobody's got the No, you have to, answer. to ask
3: that question. You had him. Where is he? He's not here. No one can find him. You were the last one to see him, and now he's just gone. That's that doesn't it. happen.
1: Dr. Phil, that for her to sit here and say that I'm the last person to see him is not accurate. Now, the postal worker that delivers my mail to me,
5: that's has never been saw confirmed by <laughs> you. Let me let me weigh in here. I've been um I've been doing this for a long time, and, and you heard me say I've got one agenda here, and, and that's to try to find this young boy. And I I, I have no preconceived judgments here at all. I, I don't know you. I don't know whether you had anything to do with this or not. I certainly don't assume that you did, but I also don't assume that you did not. I I don't know that you did. I don't assume that you did not. I, I just don't jump to those conclusions. But I'll tell you what I do is I make informed decisions based on skilled observations. I've been doing this for 35 years and I was trained as a forensic psychologist. That's psychology and the law. And having worked as an officer of the court in situations just such as these, and I am accustomed to what is typical conduct and, and what is not. And so I gather information based on that, and I'm curious whether you're interested in fighting with her and and blaming her, or if you're interested in finding your son, because since you've been out here, you haven't said one word about your son. Are you interested in finding your son? Very much so, which is the whole point of me being here.
0: What do you think about that part?
4: I feel like Dr. Phil, this is the first, I don't like Dr. Phil. But this is the first time I uh, have to agree with him. <laughs> uh, I agree. He, he hasn't said nothing about his son at all. He just seems like like he's the victim.
2: Yeah, he's trying to excuse himself not being involved with blaming on her, not being in touch with him. But it's already been made clear that he's the one who's been avoiding her the entire time. I mean, his behavior has already shown from the beginning he doesn't give a damn.
4: And and he said something that made me, laugh, not laugh, but made me like, seriously, dude, when she said you were the last one to see him, he was like, no, I wasn't. The postal worker was. Like, what? Yeah. The postal worker, She, they, he, who, whatever, ain't paying attention to no one's house. They delivering the mail and getting the heck up out of there. Like, Come on now. But here's the thing, though.
2: When she said you're the last one to see him, then why is he missing? Where is he? Yep. And him saying that about the postal worker, any parent who's a real parent and cares about their child and is, like, distraught because they haven't found him, it's three months later you are going to blame yourself. You are going to take all the responsibility and you're not going to point fingers because he was in your care. Yep. So if anything, you're the one who shouldn't shut up about it's your fault. Yep. Where's my son? This is all my fault. He was in my care. Why didn't I look after him better?
4: I agree. And him deflecting. Yeah, he's always worker. trying to
2: defend himself and pointing at somebody else and that shows somebody who's guilty of something.
0: Yeah. I, you guys, that man I'm is Guilty. you guys are 100% correct Uh, because he's never he never said oh I miss my son we gotta find him so
2: yeah no I agree with him like whether you have a good relationship or not with your exes all bets are off and if you're in search for that child that you guys share and it's both your blood you're not gonna care about anything else you're not gonna care that you don't get along that you hate each other you're going to be stuck together at that point because that child brings you together in search of them.
4: I have to agree with Dr. Phil on this one uh, (laughs) because this this guy is not right. He's just not right. Well, let's hear some more. uh, more. Go ahead. (laughs) No, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs)
0: Let's hear more, Dr. Phil. Uh, these last two clips and then we'll wrap up the case because it gets it has a very interesting twist here
1: I think oh either he was he was taken by somebody that knew who he was going with
0: so here's his excuses right here he's talking about he's taking he could have been taken from somebody or, or, or <laughs> you know he could have been taken by somebody I should say
1: or oh,
4: it's
0: it's
1: abducted as he was walking down the street trying to make it to his friend Tristan's house I personally have a lot of suspicions that Elaine could be involved in this, but I don't have anything to back that up and I
5: don't have anything to support that. Do you honestly believe that from six hours away that she put him on an airplane and flew him to you and then somehow or another trailed behind and abducted him? from your couch
1: is that your theory well i don't believe that she did it alone i believe that it's possible that she had
5: helped do that okay so you actually think that she and a team trailed behind him and do you think she would have taken him against his will or do you think he cooperated in it? well those are
1: are questions that I can't answer because I don't know. I don't know what happened but here. But what is your theory? You say you think she might be involved. I suspect that she may be involved. I believe that there are people in the community that we lived in for many years that she knows very well that are very likely to maybe help her in this. So these are criminal types? Well, she's not been known to hang around the professional people that she, in the industry that she works well, that's in. So what she I'm asking. very so, much so you hangs think she, around the criminal types. Okay, yes. So you
5: think she may have some criminal types that helped her abduct him against his will? I just wanna know your theory. Well, I don't know the people that she knows
1: very closely. It doesn't matter what I think because I have no way of being able to prove it and it's only speculative
5: that I even feel that way. But do you really honestly believe that or is that just something you're saying? I mean, do you honestly in your heart of hearts believe that this woman is involved in the disappearance of your son? I believe that it's possible.
3: Yes. You need to bring him home. And please, I hope you didn't hurt him. I hope you did not hurt him. Because I really don't trust you, and I really have a concern that you hurt him. And his bones are out there just laying. And you don't even care. You Boy. don't. Where, where's your emotion? Where Where is any of your feelings? What is it, What Again, emotion
1: is it you're trying to get out of me?
3: I want you to do something to find Dylan. Crazy, huh? This man is oh! I, I hate
2: his guts,
4: Bruh! Yeah, I, I don't know. I I, 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 just think he had to. She might have did something. I think
2: I she had to do with it. I, I, like just, your kids don't even want you. They choose their mother. Why would she make him disappear? If anything, she make you disappear.
4: Exactly, and like Doctor Phil said, what? Do you think that she would drive six hours away to do something and trail him and take him under
0: by uh, without his consent? <laughs> like, seriously, that ain't happening. Yeah, I loved how he tried to make that all about her.
4: Yeah,
0: he got he got some severe
4: yeah, hate he's her.
2: because he knows he's responsible and he has to put on a face. But that's oh, yeah. the thing, he's not even doing a good job at faking it. No.
4: Yeah, he's doing it. All a, he's uh, doing uh, is blaming her. All, all he's doing I mean, is what? Excuse me. And all he's doing is blaming her. Like, his hatred towards her. He can't even see anything past her. <laughs> and, go, go
2: ahead. What? That remark he made. What? What emotion are you trying to get out of me? You're talking about your son. Your son is gone. Possibly dead, likely dead. And you're asking that woman, his mother, what kind of emotion you're trying to get out of me? Like, how much colder and rock hard can you be? Well,
0: Well, let's find out because there's one last clip with Phil and then I'll explain the rest of the story. We'll be done. So here it goes. Let's go.
1: She never called me. She not one time ever called me.
5: Why would she lie about that?
1: Well, that's what that's a good question. If she ever tried to call me, she has never picked up the phone and tried so to call me. So you're telling me the truth. She did not call you. Absolutely, she did not call me. At any point.
3: Why didn't from, you call me? You lost him. I lost him. Where is he? He's not here. You were the last one to see him. Why didn't you call me? Why do I have to call you when you lost our son? That doesn't make sense.
1: And this is exactly why I would want to communicate to you because you can't sit here and have a civil conversation with me. Because you want I'm to be angry
3: accusing me and pointing our to... son. I'm angry You've with you. have
1: said that several times. Well, I'm true. not
5: angry with you. I'm just asking you questions to try to get information. You think he walked away from the house.
1: One of his friends lives up at the lake where I live, and it's right across from the marina, so it's not a very far distance for him to have tried to reach out to his friend that lives up at the lake. 6 okay. miles it's not six miles
3: it is too far for dylan Can we pull this up on google
1: maps because it's not six miles from my house to the end of the road
3: he would have texted somebody and had somebody come get him
5: okay well let me help me out here and see if i have this see see if i have this um correct this is your house right here that's correct and this is his friend's house uh would this be Tristan's house here? That would be Tristan's This is his friend's house. Right in front of the way. And we did go to Google Maps, and that's 5.9 miles uh, well, from here Well, now she to said to the end of the road. Well, I, I don't know where, about the end of the road, but this is 5.9 miles, which doesn't seem like call it far to me. I don't know if that's uphill or downhill, but... It's pretty flat. Uh, A little winding. So you can walk uh, from there to there, and so... Then, we, we say Dylan's friend, second house, this is his grandmother's.
3: His friend's grandmother, yes.
5: And it so, was the only place I knew to go. And those are I the knew. only two that he could go. There was more yeah. than just the two, but those okay. are the only two where I knew where they lived. Okay, and and that morning, you got up and you went here first to the payroll office. To my company's office right then you went to the attorney's office correct uh then you made this kind of circuit uh here then this whole circuit that you went around was about you were gone for about four hours i was gone for about four hours so you saw him before you left i did
0: yes so that's his complete story hmm
2: i don't trust this guy and he has shown he doesn't give a damn about anything you can't be that calm when your son is missing
4: yep yeah he's trying to deflect it he's trying to avoid or avoid him at the scene like he's trying to avoid him
2: placing himself
4: placing himself you know you were the last one to see him no i wasn't the post uh post lady was you know stuff like that like he's deflecting himself and trying to make himself innocent as possible but he sucks at it
0: <laughs> well you guys want to know what really happened
2: i'm gonna be mad if you tell me this man did not kill him
4: because he is just so effing weird bro if you tell me his girlfriend did it i'm gonna be like yo, that's the biggest twist of all time <laughs> you'll be like i don't like your
0: stories anymore <laughs> i'm gonna be mad man i'm gonna be mad and man.
2: if you tell me it was the mom i'm gonna be going nuts i don't know
0: well, oh, I know if that were the case, you would never believe a crying mother ever again. No, <laughs> this is what this is what made me kind of upset, though, with all the stuff that had been thrown out there, everything that was in the media. Um, it took three months, like I said, you know, for Doctor Phil's thing to come on because of the request from the mother, and it took the Doctor Phil episode for a man to speak up from what he saw just a day and a half after dylan first went missing he told the fbi agent that he saw on his land which is about a couple miles away from the house mark throw some things into a snowy area where some trees were and get into his truck now when he went to go approach mark mark got in his truck and sped off and he was following him like wait a minute like why would he do that and then he stopped for a minute and he kind of just made a marker like like made it took a a piece of plywood or a piece of two by four and left it right where mark had you know something told him to mark what he did because he's like you know what it's too treacherous right there with the snow and the ice he's like he threw something into my onto my land i want to know what it is and I'm just going to have to wait till the snow melts. And he left a marker. Mm -hmm. But he didn't think. Wow. He thought he was just disposing of some trash. You know what I mean? Like just getting rid of some trash. Yeah. Because people will do that, you know, like, like, because they'll, if you live, if you're ever living in the mountain areas, like even Big Bear here in California, uh, they'll charge you. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you have to take it to a local dump, you know? They don't, they don't have trash trucks up in those areas for the most part, you know, um, you have mm-hmm. to take care of your own trash. Um, so the neighbor kept, kept that in mind. And, uh, as time went by, um, he would, uh, notify the authorities after what had happened and they would not find anything in the snow when they searched, but they did come back in June and 2013 And in the surrounding area, not too far from where, you know, they couldn't find it before because all the ice and snow, they were able to find a femur and partial remains of some toes, fingers. They found um, Dylan's uh, T-shirt and that he had gotten at a concert with his mother two years prior, uh, one shoe and uh, some underwear. But there was no head and there was no uh other body parts that were missing and it had looked like wait the-
2: so it was like dismembered like he had been cut up or was it just like maybe animals got to him well
0: at this time they're trying to figure out what it is because there is evidence of anim- uh, animal scavenging so like some of the bones have chew marks on them and um there are pieces scattered around and so they're like, well, was he killed by, you know, but then, you know, he was seen over there. And then magically the bodies in that, you know, area where he dumped something. So they already got now like, you know, they, they brought cadaver dogs out there. They were trying to pick up more sense of more um, body body parts, but they they didn't find anything. Um, So it was, you know. They're they're still looking into him, but they can't do nothing about it. You know, they 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 can't. What? Yeah, because it, there's nothing. I mean, there's no fingerprints. You know, like on a bag or nothing. You know, so they just they don't have any any idea. And um, there's there's uh, but they're they're tailing Mark. They're they're keeping Mark um under surveillance. And then there was a tip about. Uh, possibly, I guess maybe he had spoken up somewhere, or or told somebody, but they said that there um there could be, you know, blood or some uh, human remains behind his garage. So they brought FBI cadaver dogs over there, and they started smelling, and they got uh, a, a faint scent, and they tested, and they were able to find some blood that belonged to Dylan's that was sitting behind the back of his garage. So (gasps) you had that finally. And they're like, okay, you know, um, we're, we're mounting the evidence. We're getting the thing, you know, things are working out. Um, they also, when they were watching his house went and, uh, they noticed him doing some things inside that were kind of weird. So when they went through his trash that he left outside, Um, They found pictures of Dylan, a bunch of pictures from when he was 10 years old to up until he went missing. And they're like, what is a grieving father doing getting rid of pictures of his son that's still, you know, just we just found his bones? Wow. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? And fast forward to 2015, because all this is happening in 2013. But 2015, Mark is still free man and there's Ooh. two hikers that are on middle Mount Road which is about a mile and a half the other way from where the body parts were found and they look into the meadow and it's around summertime and glistening in the sun is a bright white skull and Ooh. they go up to the skull and they obviously they call the police police come down. The FBI tests it, and the DNA proves it's Dylan's. It's his skull, Ugh. and
2: so he was dismembered.
0: Yes, and as they uh-huh. look through the, you know, obviously the uh, they're trying to see if it was. You know, they're like, "Wait a minute!" When they found the skull, they went to Mark and they asked him straight up, "You know, we have to ask you about finding this skull." And he's like, "Well, that just that does it right there, and they're like, "What do you mean? it was the bear the you know bears do that kind of thing, and um
2: oh my God,
0: they scavenged the you know the, he ate what he ate and unfortunately Dylan died, and you know they did his thing so but during when he went put when he was put on trial, he was finally arrested in two thousand seventeen, so he was arrested in two thousand seventeen mm-hmm. And when they went on the testimony, they went through everything. They you know they discredited his girlfriend's testimony. They talked about all the evidence that had piled up, the way he was on Doctor Phil, you know his changing statements, the fact he took polygraphs and failed them miserably, everything right. And then they got into the DNA de- evidence at the house, uh, behind the house, and just everything was pointing at him. And his defense attorney said, "Well, hey, you know it's the bear. You know the bear did it." You know, he probably killed him behind the house and and then dragged him, you know, uh, a couple miles away. And then he's like, well, what about the guy seeing, you know, Mark there? Oh, that's just hearsay. And then they're all like, well, the bear, you know, uh, took the took the head a mile away and then, the, uh, you know, a further mile. And then so then they brought in a bear expert. <laughs> the bear experts like, wait a minute. So you're telling me a bear that was, should have been in hibernation at the time when Dylan went. uh you know, went missing, came out of hiding, right. <laughs> and killed uh, your son uh, behind your house. Then took him in the middle of, uh, or you know, in the morning time. You know, when sun's out and everything, took him a mile and a half from your house, dismembered him, ate him there, and then took the head another mile away. He said, Gosh. "When when animals make a killing, they'll ta- they'll either eat the the animal where it died." Or they take it to a cave and do its thing there, and they leave it there. You know yeah,
2: know the entire body.
0: So the bear thing went out the out the window. <laughs> so there was a, all points, uh, and everything was uh, pointing to to him. And then the, his lawyer tried to say, "Well, there was, you know, bite marks on this skull." So then the the forensic uh, pathologist said, "Yes, there was, but small." bite marks due to smaller animals and mostly rodents uh, finishing off whatever flesh was on Dylan's head but he said and in analyzing the head we now know why or how Dylan died and that you know everyone was like huh. and then he said there's two stab wounds and blunt force trauma to the head the knife went through the skull in two spots. So the boy was killed that night. And so what happened was the prosecution said, we think with all the evidence, this is how it went down. They got into an argument. Dylan finally told his dad that he knows about the poop picks, and that, Mm -hmm. and when Corey did that, they were in different parts of the state and, you know father couldn't put his hands on son but son is in a remote area where if he screams nobody's going to hear him and mark took advantage of that and killed his own son dismembered him got rid of him and made up the whole story to throw the scent off of him and, and the basically the in 2021 that's when it went to court that's when they had all those proceedings it took a little bit after there was a covid delay um the justice system would prevail at this time um yes he got sentenced to 48 years um with no possibility of parole he's already 54 at the time so he ain't coming out of jail he ain't seen a lot of day nope that's still
2: stupid 48 years really After all the years that passed by with him giving nobody answers, lying.
0: And that's the sucky thing about it because I think had it been first degree, he could have got the death penalty, but they gave him second degree murder and harming a child. So second degree murder, you can't put life or um, you can't put, um, you can't put life and you can't put the death penalty. So he actually got the maximum amount.
2: So just because it wasn't premeditated, correct that is so stupid
0: but he'll never I mean, if on a
2: whim you can kill your son, stab him through the head yeah. and then dismember his body get rid of him, lie cover it up, blame his own mother but because you didn't think about it prior to the moment don't forget you Smokey. don't deserve life don't
4: forget he, he blamed Smokey the bear too Smoky <laughs> the pig. Only you can dismember a young. Only you. This guy was. Th- th- this that's jacked up, man. For yeah. him to sit on national TV and to deflect the whole time, showing no emotion, playing the victim card, getting pissed off at the mom, and then and even saying the mom may have had something to do with it.
0: Correct. Yeah, man. This a straight jerk. There's he's the, trapped. He's scum. Well, yeah, I mean, he was eating his own scum, which is disgusting. And that's gross. Yeah. He should go to life for that. <laughs> <laughs> the the funny thing is, I mean, imagine if Dr. Phil knew about that stuff on the show. Bro. But he did Is he
2: still alive? Doctor Phil, yeah. No.
0: Oh. oh yes, he's still alive. He's still in jail.
2: I hope somebody gets him.
0: Oh, he eating somebody, cucka.
4: but my my <laughs> no. thing. is... He's, okay. <laughs> like, he's like, I prefer on. my oh, own. Hey, he to he get a lot of that. Like, can we have corn? <laughs> oh, tonight? my thing. Sorry. My thing is, if imagine if Doctor Phil did know about that and he mentioned that on national TV, so Mark, uh, so. I hear that you like to eat your own poop. <laughs> Imagine Dr. Phil saying that, bro, I would have fell out.
0: I don't I don't know if he would have been able to sit as close as he did during the show. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't have shook his hand, nothing. Like and there's nope. a there's one other clip you, I was girl. gonna play, but um I couldn't get it on here. Um it's it's funny because that episode was two hours long. And it's usually Dr. Phil's <laughs> episodes are an hour, but he was really moved by this case and trying to get these two to work together and at the end you could see dr phil in the back like they're in the back room outside of the studio audience and he has his his tie untied his shirt kind of open because he's so stressed out and so frustrated because he's asking mark hey listen we can clear this up right now i'm trying to help you why won't you take a live Lie detector, right now, can we just ask? And he had a, a, a professional right there, and he's like, Can we just clear the air? Look, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> and then he kept the, he right yeah, yeah, he knew what it didn't feel, smell good. right. Oh,
4: yeah, I mean, we all smelled that, and it wasn't from his <laughs> diet. <doctor. laughs> Sorry, oh my god, I mean, <laughs> he, he got it open for me. Pause,
2: <laughs> whoa, whoa. Jesus!
0: It's like nobody's uh, believing the crap that comes out your mouth. And he's like wiping his lip. Like there's some right here. I left some. You guys are. <laughs> That's
4: just gross. He needs yes, to go to. He needs to disgusting. go. He needs to serve life behind bars for that alone. That's a crime. That's gross. Ugh, no. no. <laughs> if that were somebody
2: the t- gets this mother, <laughs> If Matt this was This mother the t- effort.
0: Absolutely. But but if Matt were the judge, he'd be like, look, we'll get to what you did to the kid, but I'm sent- sentencing you to 20 years of life just for the poop. You're goddamn right. That's
4: nasty, man. That's nasty.
0: You guys didn't see Ooh. that one
4: coming, huh? I, Well, we knew he did it, but I didn't expect it like that. I didn't. I really thought Smokey the Bear did eat him after he was uh, murdered by Mark, but the bear was innocent. Probably one of those uh, ratatouilles or
0: something.
2: (laughs) Ratatouilles? Could have been. Oh, gosh.
0: (sighs) But, yeah, that's the story of uh, poor Dylan uh, Redwine right there.
4: This enrages me. What's uh, Mark's last name? Redwine, too?
0: Yeah, Mark Redwine, yeah. Mark Redwine.
4: Um, I was gonna mention it earlier. Do you remember who recommended the story?
0: You know, what? I have to look through the messages. I'll probably put it in the notes, but it, it was a um, was a listener. I I gotta look. It oh, up. okay. Yeah, I had it written right, in here well, somewhere. But I'm gonna find it. Okay. No worries. Well, thank you. We
4: pay attention to you, uh, our our audience. So thank you for that recommendation, and thank you, Tom, for breaking down that story of Mark Redwine and Dylan Redwine.
0: this one's tough you're right gabby
2: i'm so mad i i'm in disbelief how can you be so damn prideful and you're a disgusting sick person and because you were put on blast and told your truth to your face you're gonna snap and kill your own child like feel nothing after you do that That cut his body up and throw him, like, trash to different places and feel nothing and see people crying and searching for him, the mom begging you for answers, and you're gonna sit there
4: and point the finger at her? Like, Um,
2: what the hell is wrong with that man?
4: And they're gonna say the the post lady was the last person to see? That pissed me off right there. He
2: is the son of the earth. He deserves to be dead.
0: I mean this is like some of the worst acting, you know, that, that you can, oh, you're trying to, you know, trying to fake being innocent. I mean, every, every step of the way that he was, was acting was just a red flag after red flag. Like he wasn't even trying to like, if I had murdered somebody and there's a, you know, a search party i'm like first in line dude like give me one of those vests like, mm-hmm. let's check over here you know he <laughs> be yep. proactive and this guy yep. just like yep. drink, drink some coffee watch the sunrise watch everyone else go to work my he made
3: it
2: so obvious from oh, the beginning that he was guilty
0: yep
4: go search over there he liked the fish my man didn't touch a fishing <laughs> rod bro like what do you mean exactly but
2: just saying that like have you searched here have you searched there like he liked doing this he liked doing that or he could have been abducted or he could have walked away it's like you know what you did to him
4: yeah they- got everybody out like boohoo the fool trying to find a body that you know what you did to him like come on there
0: yeah it's like that one where he's like oh tristan's house is just down the street and they're like 5.9 miles down the street <laughs> Yeah, that's walkable.
2: (laughs) Well, he was making everything seem so small and whatever
4: because he obviously didn't care.
2: No, he did not. You cannot have a love for your kids. Why even fight for custody?
4: Let them go. He was embarrassed about his lifestyle being put out. So, he, yeah, he killed his son for that freaking bastard.
0: Yep.
2: I know it sounds cruel for me to say he deserves to die, but he does deserve to die.
4: I know you're going to have somebody in the audience saying that's not right, Gabby, Gabby. I'm sorry.
2: I'm not sorry, actually. I'm not sorry. He deserves to die. When you're a parent and you bring kids to this world, you are responsible for them. You are their protector. You are the one who's going to snap at anybody who tries to hurt them. I
4: snap at them. You're
2: not going to be the one to put them in the freaking dirt.
4: Mm-hmm. Unless
0: it's a mud bath. No, that's He's a
2: piece of trash. So, yes, he deserves to die for what he did to his kid.
0: Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he's down in the dumps right now. He's in a crappy situation. I see what you did there. I see
4: what you did there.
2: God. It ain't crappy enough you know, in my books.
4: Yep. Well,
2: <laughs> if I had it my way, could... I'd suffocate him with his own crap.
4: Oh, uh, I bet he will enjoy it too. <laughs> he's like he eat his way out. But uh, oh, come oh. on. <laughs> On that note, bada bing. <laughs> We're
0: gonna sign out. Yeah, before we just do crap puns all night.
4: I know we could spend a whole 20 minutes doing another show on this <laughs> on this crap job. But but um thank you Todd for uh, breaking down that story of Mr. Crap Wine. I mean red wine. I want to um, be
2: the queen of hearts off with his head.
4: Mm. <laughs> Wang first though. Off with his head. No Wang? Of I mean. Well, in this case, his his butthole, because that would be more important to him.
6: Oh God.
4: <laughs> but um with that being said, we are signing off, but before we do, letting you guys know once again where you can find us YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. See right where <laughs> Uh just type in Grinding 2 Crimes. You can listen to us on your podcast stream, such as Podbean. Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and Podvine, and Zencaster. And if you're listening to us outside of the U.S., continue to listen to us on Radio Public Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Podchaser. This is Maddie Matt along with go ahead, Todd. Todd Fox. (laughs) And Gabby Gaff. (laughs) And we are signing off. Peace. Peace.
0: And toodles. (laughs) she's out yeah she's laughing too hard go down yonder and then come back now yeah